The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, and Ryan Dingle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dingle. Tonight is episode three of three of a special series looking around the NFC North what's going on in the other parts of the division. And this episode, we're going to be looking at the Green Bay Packers. For this episode, our guest, Greg Williams, who recently uh, is now uh, just got a position as a reporter for the Wellington Daily News. So Greg, congratulations and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm ready to talk some football. Absolutely. Folks, if you are thinking about buying or selling a home this year, Visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more about how Jeff Cadwallader with App Properties can help you. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Visit GenevaJeff.com today or give my guy Jeff a call or a text message at 630-254-4734. All right, so first things first, you've written about the Bears, but you are a Packers fan. Dude, you, you got to talk me through that. What was that experience like? So... I, well, I recently moved down to Arizona during this pandemic, and I thought, you know, I might as well, you know, start working on my, like, resume a little bit, and I saw the Bears wire had an opportunity, and I was like, even though I was a Packer fan, I was like, uh, I mean, I'll do it. You know, I'm a football fan, you know, even though I'm a Packers fan, I'm not a guy that hates the Bears, you know, especially growing up in Chicago. I've learned to, like, like accept it and everything like that, but uh yeah, I was just hoping that they would know I'm a Packers fan and they would be all right with it. <laughs> so, okay, I'm just we're going to put it out there. It's no surprise. Every Bears fan knows it. The Packers have owned the Bears over the last 20 plus years. And so, I guess I am curious to know a little bit like covering a t- you know, like being a fan of a team that is highly successful and then looking at the Bears and that's not so much. Was that a difficult part of your of your gig? No, not really. I mean, obviously, you know, I think for me, it's just be right down the middle, even though you know, I'm not a big Bears fan, you know, I, you can't really just knock the Bears and everything like that. You know, my one of my goal is to become a reporter, hopefully, uh, as a beat reporter for like a, a professional football team. So, you know, even though I'm a Packers fan, you know, at some point, that fandom's kind of got to, you know, go somewhere else. So, you know, writing for the Bears, even though I wasn't there for that, uh, I believe, 2017 season where I mean, they had a great season. Um, it's a little, it's a little, you know, kind of sucks to see that you can't write anything positive because of all this drama and everything like that. But you know, it's something that pretty much every organization goes through. Uh, really quick, Greg, before I forget, how can our listeners connect with you? Uh, you know, via Twitter or uh, maybe what's going on at the Wellington Daily News. Anyway, how do they, how do they follow you? So you can just follow me on Twitter. It's uh, Greg Williams 28. I mean, that's pretty much the basic one. Um, I know Wellington doesn't really have a, uh, a uh, Twitter account. I'm hoping since I'm going down there, I'm seems like I'm the more social media guy. So I might be uh, starting that up real soon, but yeah, my main Twitter is just Greg Williams 28. All right, Greg. So before we get into talking about the Packers off season, I, I've got, I'm always kind of curious about this. The Bears and Packers have had some good matchups over the last you know, 20 or so years. And I'm kind of curious, 
is when you think Bears Packers rivalry, is there a kind of a matchup or a game in particular that like really holds that you're like, man, this is one of my favorite memories to see, you know, these two players play or this game was, I think the best game that, that I saw these two teams play against each other. Well, for me, it probably has to be more recently uh, in 28, I believe 2017 or 2018 where uh, Khalil Mack's first game, you know, it was at Lambeau field, um, you know, hundred season for the Packers and, I remember I was with a bunch of friends. They're all Bears fans. I was the only Packer fan in the room. And um, I just kept getting text messages, phone calls, tweets, everything, because the Packers were down 20 to 0, 20 to 3. And I'm like, this is what a horrible start. Aaron gets hurt. It's like, this couldn't be any worse. And then eventually, you no, know, for some reason, though, I felt kind of confident. I'm like, we've kind of been in this situation. It's Aaron. You know, maybe there's a little comeback and just – it slowly kept happening. I, I stayed away from my phone, didn't want to say anything. <laughs> and then once that Randall Cobb touchdown happened, I was like, that is incredible. I wish I was there because that, that feeling at the stadium just was unbelievable. And once the, uh, Trubisky fumbled, I was like, that was nuts. Even though the season wasn't good for us. I mean, that game, I mean, just sticks out to me the most. He came back on one leg much to the ire of every Bears fan imaginable. I, I just remember, um, I can't even think of the backup quarterback's name. Maybe you can help me out. Uh, when Khalil Mack made him fumble and sacked him at the same time, you know, you thought, okay, this is it. The Bears are finally going to turn the tide. And then out comes Aaron Rodgers and the rest is, is history. Um, I, you know, I want to be careful with this because, and I, and I mean this sincerely, as someone who watched the Bears lose the Super Bowl, uh, make it to the NFC Championship and lose to the Green Bay Packers, uh, I understand that that losing a game like that, you know, with such high hopes, that sometimes it, it, it stings long after the win. And so, you know, I'm not trying to rub salt in an open wound, but I am kind of curious, now that you've had a chance to kind of think about things, any thoughts on that NFC Championship game? So let's see, let's start off like two years ago against the 49ers because I didn't have high hopes. I was like, you know, we're a new team. There was kind of some flaws with us. So I was kind of like, you know, we're just happy to be here. <laughs> I mean, if we win, that's awesome. Because I remember the first time the 49ers killed us too. So we're like, I didn't feel confident in that. But I guess the Buccaneers, I mean, everything was rolling for us. And even though they beat us the first time, I was like, this is the year. Like they are going to do it. I, all week I was excited. Like there's no way they're going to lose this game. And they just had, like, the worst game of the, of the season. And that hurt because, you know, Aaron's not getting any younger. And, you know, he it would be nice for him to win at least one more Super Bowl, at least get to it, have the chance to do it. But, yeah, that hurt. I mean, just you pick off Tom Brady three times. Aaron throws an interception. Aaron Jones fumbles. Devontae Adams drops a pass. It seemed like everything went wrong in that game at the worst time. So, you know, I mean, hopefully maybe they get back to it. But I think, you know, the past two years getting to that point it's kind of like all right it's good but how can we get that monkey off our back if Aaron Rodgers isn't the number one quarterback maybe it's Patrick Mahomes he's been in the top two or top three quarterbacks almost his entire career you know why why hasn't Green Bay won more more Super Bowls since he's been around that's a good question because uh I remember, I mean, after they won the Super Bowl against the Steelers, I mean, their defense has always been the Achilles heel of them and, you know, really bad defenses. I've always said it too. And you know, if you take Aaron Rodgers off the Packers, they're easily one of the worst teams in the league. And 
And we saw that a little bit when Matt Flynn came in. I don't know how they made the playoffs at like eight and eight or something like that. It was just, you know, we were just lucky that the NFC North was bad that year. But just, you know, defenses, and now he finally has a, a respectable defense. And it's just, you know, the 49ers, everyone ran all, all over us. And then just this year, I don't know if there's really an excuse for it. I mean, just everything just went wrong. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's clearly not his fault. I mean, if I wasn't a Bears fan and he was playing for any other team, you know, either one of those situations, I I would really I would I would cheer for him. You know, it's just it's tough when you're when you're on the losing end of of him so much. So I guess kind of sticking with that same line of questions, how do Packers fans and how do you specifically feel about Matt Lafleur as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers? Is there an ultimate trust there, or is there kind of like hey? there's still something missing there. I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. So I remember when he first came here, everyone did not trust him because he was in Tennessee and that offense was horrendous. However, his quarterback was like, I, I don't even know. You couldn't even name the quarterbacks. There were a bunch of second and third stringers after Mariota went down. So you knew he had a good running game, but once he came to Green Bay, you can see how flashy that offense is and him and Aaron getting a good connection. So you feel pretty good. I, I mean, when you go 13-3 and three in back-to-back seasons, I mean, it's really nothing much you can ask of him uh, going to the NFC Championship game. I think the only, the only thing I would nitpick with him is when they lose, he's always blames the energy. And, like, I can understand that for a couple games, but, you know, not every single loss. You got to be like, oh, there, it was the energy. We didn't bring the energy. At some point, like, the game against the Buccaneers, like, they just flat-out beat you. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a tough one as as a coach, and because he's such a young coach, I mean, maybe he's he's still learning. I think a lot of Bears fans thought that after Matt Nagy made his debut in twenty eighteen, like, hey, young coach. Uh, but you know, it seems like in the NFL that the leash is so incredibly short because your you know your window is so small in which to to win. Um, do, you, do you kind of feel like he's still learning as as a head coach, or or do you feel like I said, are you are you fairly confident in him going forward from here? It's it's kind of both. You know, I feel confident with him. I think, you know, now he hasn't he has finally picked a defensive coordinator. He's still going to be learning throughout this whole process. I remember when you know when he was hired. Um, I forgot. I already forgot his name. Um, our old defensive coordinator. Mike. Um, yeah, yeah. There you go. He's with the Bears now too. So, <laughs> um, I know with Mike. You know, he he was there before Matt Lifler got there. So he he never really got to pick his defensive coordinator. This year, he picked his defensive coordinator and special teams coordinator. So we'll see how that comes together with him. Um, I think the big challenge for him is maybe further down in the future uh, when Aaron Rodgers isn't there, because it's pretty easy to win games when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, we got Jordan Love, and you know, if he, he's the quarterback of the future, how do you mold him into your offense and? You know, what's in, what's in the future? You know, anyone can win with Aaron Rodgers. Well, Greg, since you brought it up, I'm, I am very curious. To go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, that's just not fair, right? You, you, I mean, you look at, at every other fan base, I mean, other than, you know, Steve Young and uh, Joe Montana, right? Is, is there a, a quarterback dynasty back-to-back quite like what you guys had? Do, do you, what do you think about Jordan Love? I mean, I know there's, there's been a lot of outside criticism of the Packers draft last year and especially Jordan Love. Do you think that's warranted or, or do you think uh, that's just outside criticism? I think it's both. You know, I think mostly outside criticism because if you look at the past two years Rodgers had, you know, when it was the bad lag. And the year before that, it was, uh, you know, he was an average court. Like, 
average court, I mean, like in an Aaron Rodgers standpoint, you know, average for him might be good for many others, but it seemed like, uh, is Aaron going to hit this downfall soon? Then obviously winning the MVP this year, probably going to be good next year too. I don't know. It's tough. You know, I think, I think a lot of people put it the best way is, you know, the worst time to look for a quarterback is when you need one, because I mean, the bears are kind of in the situation too, with when they got your and all of a sudden now they got to go to Andy Dalton. Um, I guess the Packers might be playing a safe, but no, Jordan Love, I think he's got the talent. He's got, he's got amazing arm strength. Accuracy pretty much needs to work on and the decision-making, but I mean, if you're learning from Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, I mean, that seems like a good duo to learn from. He, he, he definitely is walking into an excellent situation. Um, and especially if Devontae Adams is going to be sticking around here uh, for part of his career. I mean, what, what, a, what a way to start with, with that wide receiver. Um, if he's not a top three wide receiver, I, I, I don't know who is. So let's talk a little bit about this year then. Um, I know it's, it's still a little bit early with the draft, not, not quite here yet. But what does an ideal draft look like for the Green Bay Packers? So I only started the first, maybe first three rounds, first two rounds. It's going to look for an offensive lineman, cornerback, or a wide receiver. Um, I know I've, you know, the big thing last year was like the Packers need a wide receiver, but Aaron just won an MVP. Is a wide receiver really necessary? They're getting the, uh, Devin Funches back, who opted out last year. Offensive lineman might be the big one because you can never have too many of those. David Bakhtiari is coming off a torn ACL. Corey Lindsley just left. Uh, Rick Wagner retired. So I feel like more offensive line might help uh, cornerback. You know, if they want to look at the long-term future, Kevin King's not going to be with the team next year. I mean, he signed this year, but you know, he's not the long-term answer. Maybe you mold someone behind them. If they want to go wide receiver, it would make sense because they don't have a long-term answer. Um, besides maybe Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard's going to be a free agent. Valdez Scantling's a free agent. Emilia St. Brown's a, like literally every wide receiver they have is going to be a free agent. So it'll be interesting. I would think for Green Bay, they might trade back a little bit in the first round, depending on who's there. You know, it seems like every year when Brian Gunicus has been there, they have been able to trade either up or back with their first round pick. And I would kind of assume they would do something close to that this year. Hmm. Let's talk a little bit about free agency. Um, I, I have to be honest with you, Greg, I haven't been paying much attention. There's been so much drama going on in Chicago Bears land that I haven't really been paying much attention to the Green Bay Packers. So I ask kind of a simple question. Um, have the Green Bay Packers gotten better in free agency? Uh, it's, it's tough because I think they stay the same, which you can make an argument that it's good because this team just made the NFC championship, or you can make an argument that it's bad because you know, the Rams are getting better. The Buccaneers are getting better. You know, there's other teams that are finding ways to get better. But the Packers free agency was during the, during the season when they re-signed David Bakhtiari. Like, that was the, that was the big one. Um, unfortunately, they lose Corey Lindsley, and that was kind of expected to see that. Um, and you can maybe make the argument that they might upgrade at center because they got Elton Jenkins that they might move there to center. But then you got the argument saying, well, they're going to be losing a good guard then since they're moving him to center. Uh, Aaron Jones was a big, you know, uh, good re-sign for them, I think, you know, with him and Aaron, uh, A.J. Dillon. Uh, those two, if you watched the Rams game in the playoffs, those two worked amazing. Um, A.J. Dillon kind of reminds me of Derrick Henry with how big he is and, you know, Matt LaFleur being with uh, Derrick Henry. That's eh, kind of what they, I guess, what they want to look forward to. But um, I, I mean, I think they stayed the same. 
Um, we'll probably see maybe further down. Uh, they might sign like a free agent to one year, $3 million deal, something like that. They did that with Rick Wagner last year and he was a great free, uh, free agent acquisition during the season. So we'll see. Um, but to me, they've stayed the same and that's, uh, that's a pretty good thing for them. Greg, do you feel like the Packers may have overpaid Aaron Jones or do you feel like he got his value? I think, I think he got his value. And I think, you know, with the Packers front office, they do very well on these contract extensions. Technically, I think he's making like $1 million this year. Next year, he's making $1.1 million. And then, then you finally get the, okay, he's making $6 million, he's making $8 million. But the NFL just got a huge broadcasting uh, contract and the salary cap is going to skyrocket. So in two, three, four years, $6 million, $8 million might be the average for a running back. But and same thing with Aaron Jones, too, is I think he's a weapon more than a running back. I mean, you see him in the passing game, motions. Uh, he's going to be next to A.J. Dillon now, too. So I think he fits Matt LaFleur's system really well. And, you know, I, I, he's, a, he's technically a running back, but I view him as a weapon. It's, it's from an outsider looking in, it seems, though, the lack of a – stud running back seemingly has been one of the Packers Achilles heels on offense. And obviously having this guy seems like that that's kind of solidified things for you. I mean, I don't know if, if you're going to totally disagree with that statement again, just an outsider kind of looking in. Yeah. I mean, the Packers, I mean, the last time they've had a like consistent running back was Amon Green. Wow. They had Eddie Lacy. <laughs> they had Eddie Lacy for one year uh, when he won rookie of the year. James Starks was, I'm not mostly up and down, but he wasn't like a star running back like Amon Green or uh, Aaron Jones. So, you know, and the thing, too, I think of, uh, for a quarterback, you know, for any quarterback, um, their they're best friend's a run game. And with Aaron Rodgers, he loves to play actions, and that sets everyone open for him. Absolutely. So, Greg, uh, I, I, I literally have said this to each one of the guests, now you being the third guest – Way too early. I literally have it written down way too early. Predictions for the NFC North. Uh, I mean, we haven't even had the draft yet as, as we're recording this, this podcast. So I'm kind of curious. And, and please be, be honest, especially now that you've, you've had a chance to look at the Bears uh, kind of at a, at a, at a closer, uh, closer way. Um, so I'm kind of curious, how would you see the NFC North playing out in 2021? So I'm going to go a little out of order here because I think first and fourth is – I'm pretty sold on right there. Fourth place, I think the Detroit Lions. I think they got worse. They lose Kenny Galladay, kind of downgrade from Matthew Stafford to Jared Goff. They lose a lot of guys on defense. I, I'm not really liking them a little bit. Uh, but I think Dan Campbell could be a pretty good coach as long as he's not breaking kneecaps, I guess. Um, <laughs> there it um, is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first place, not – I got a little bias, obviously, but I think Green Bay, they stayed the same. And I don't think really, you know, in the offseason, the Vikings have done anything that, to me anyway, that puts them over the top or the Chicago Bears. You know, I think this year we'll probably see the same thing with the Bears and Vikings fighting for that second place. You know, Vikings defense was young last year. Um, you know, now they're going to get that sophomore jump. Are they going to improve or not? And the Bears, you know, they kind of lose that Kyle, Kyle Fuller. You know, that's a huge loss for them. Big time. They technically – they technically upgrade with Andy Dalton uh, from Mitchell Trubisky, but the offense still needs some work with the offensive line and maybe another weapon for Alan Lazard and uh, Darnell Mooney. So it's, it's tough. You know, I think you can make an argument. Both teams can finish second and maybe fight for that wild card spot, but I'm pretty sold on like green Bay number one and Detroit in the last. 
that seems to be the general consensus. Uh, even Jeremy Reisman, who who writes for the Detroit Lions, uh, he, he was kind of acknowledging, hey, the Lions are in a rebuild. They've given up all their weapons. And so, you know, that's kind of how that's going to play out. Um, you know, I, I think, Greg, you are being polite. I don't, man, I don't, or maybe the, I just, I don't see it. The, the Chicago Bears, I think a lot of fans are are really scratching their head right now, just going, what are you guys doing? We, we just don't know. Uh, man, just as, as you talked about the Kyle Fuller situation, just is just a giant head scratch. I mean, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, it was, it was a little weird when they did that um, because I mean, he's, he's an all pro caliber guy and I understand what the money situation and they couldn't really come to a common ground on the, how to restructure his contract. But, you know, I, I think for the bears, I really like Jalen Johnson. I think he is a guy that could be a cornerback one type of thing. I just don't know who would be that cornerback too. Uh, maybe they look somewhere in the draft or uh and plus, I trust their defense. You know, Cleo Mack, Roquan Smith, they're going to get Eddie Goldman back. To me, it's mostly just the offense. Just how is Matt Nagy going to work that thing? Uh, I don't, I don't think that he will. I think he'll, we'll be watching an exit out next year. Um, I think he's, he's got the right, uh, locker room mentality, but, but not the offensive savvy that he basically sold, uh, the, the bears to do. Um, so we'll see. Um, Greg, I want, I want to ask you 17 games, uh, definitely some mixed reactions. You know, I thought that I might be the wet blanket saying, Hey, I'm not thrilled about this, but realizing that, that other people are kind of feeling the same way. I'm kind of curious, like, what do you think about a 17 game season? Good for the fans because we get to see an extra game and we get to see some really good games like Kansas City and Green Bay. That's, that's going to be the big one. But it sucks for the players. I feel bad for them because this is a league that preaches on safety. And, okay, if you're preaching safety, why are you playing an, an extra game? It would have made sense if they added uh, an extra bye week to that. But, yeah, I just feel bad for the players. It's just, you know, it's going to do a lot on their body. It'll be interesting for the playoffs too. But yeah, I'm not really a fan of it. I would have been fine with just, you know, 16 games. Just who cares about that extra one? I'm only happy just to see Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes play one more time. Yeah, that, that, that should be a fun one to watch for sure. All right. So, Greg, we're now to, the, to our favorite segment for all of our first-time guests. It's called Unpopular Opinion. Uh, we've had a lot of them out there, man. Uh, and as a guy who, who lived in the Chicagoland area, you know, one of them was he doesn't like Portillo's. Another guy puts ketchup on his hot dogs. Uh, tight end uh, Matt Lacoste from the New England Patriots doesn't like cheese, any kind of cheese. Um, we've heard it all. Uh, so I guess I'm, got, I'm kind of curious to know, Greg, what is your unpopular opinion? So to the guy that um, um, who puts ketchup on his hot dogs, I'm going to say that I do the same thing. I'm from <laughs> Algonquin, about 30 minutes away from Chicago. I do the same thing. So I hope he's not like, oh, I'm alone on this. No, I, I feel the same way. My dad loves Chicago-style hot dogs, and he always makes fun of me for that. So uh, I guess for me, since it's Easter, I'm not a big fan of Peeps. I'm not a big fan of that candy. I think it's just disgusting. Dude, okay, so this is so funny because it's supposed to be unpopular opinion where like I disagree or we start an argument, but like the last like four episodes, I have totally agreed with that they're gross. I don't understand why people like them. Like my sister-in-law loves them and I, dude, I, I, they're awful. It's just gross. Yeah, I haven't had them in a long time. So I guess maybe my opinion might be irrelevant at this point, but you know, I, I just remember, I just don't like how it tastes. I, <laughs> I, I've never had it since. And my dad's not a big fan of it. I, my sister is, I think. And I think every time he gets into this argument, it's like, hey, we're not getting them. We're, they're just not good. We'll get jelly beans. Those are fine. Yes. It's just, you know, just no peeps. 
Uh, dude, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Greg. That's awesome. Love to hear it. All right. So Greg, uh, I'm kind of curious, any shout outs, anybody that might be listening, any Packer fan friends that might be listening or anybody that you might like to give a shout out to? Well, I guess the first one, you know, the Bears Wire for taking me in, uh, even as a Packer fan, um, just to write the Chicago Bears, uh, get my stuff out there. Another one is, you know, the game on Wisconsin people. Those are guys are big Packer fans. They make a lot of memes, good articles, good draft process articles as well. So um, they're very fun. You know, again, accepting me to become a Packer writer. And obviously Wellington Daily News and uh, Jeanette uh, for taking me on as reporter. And I, I can't wait to get down there to – Wichita, Kansas. Dude, I'm so excited for you. That is fantastic. Thank uh, you. All right, Greg, before you get out of here, uh, before we send you on your way, Aaron Rodgers, every Bears fan wants to know how much longer is that dude going to play? What's your guess? That's tough because he wants to play there for, for the rest of his career. He's not sure though. And he was a sports center and he's like, yeah, I feel like I could play here forever. And then like two minutes later, he was like, it's not in my control though. I'm like, Oh God. But I, I, I hope he plays here forever. Now I can't give you a definite answer because I'm not Brian Kunikas. They just drafted Jordan Love, but I hope they, I hope they get him. I hope they keep him. I hope maybe later down the road, they can trade Jordan Love for some picks. You never know. They New England did that with Jimmy G. Um, so we'll see. I, I hope he remains in, in uh, Green Bay. I can't imagine him in a different uniform. Greg, thank you so much for your time. We, uh, we seriously, we're so excited for you. We're excited for the Wellington Daily News. Uh, and thank you so much. Guess I, 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 have, you know, I, I do have one more last question. When the Bears and the Packers play in the regular season, if it fits in your schedule, would you be willing to come back and talk with us? Yeah, of course. I'd awesome. love to. Awesome. Greg, thank you so much for being on the Bear Down Report podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Greg Williams, man. I don't know what it is, but uh, we have just been really fortunate to have some, some really good people that have come on the show. Um, Greg, thank you so much for, for being a guest on the bear down report podcast. I, I I'm really trying to think about, could I be in his shoes? Could I write or podcast about the green Bay Packers? I do totally agree with his point, right? Loving football. Um, and, you know, when you become a reporter that you have to become somewhat unbiased. But I think that's a little bit different when, you know, we're doing what we're doing. You know, I'm not podcasting for the Chicago Bears official, you know, website. Um, this is, we're, we're fans, right? And because of that, uh, there, there is still that fandom that's there. I don't know if I could do it. So like my hats off to Greg. I mean, truly hats off to him, you know, growing up in the Chicagoland area, being a Packers fan. Um, that one stings a little bit, but, I, but I, I understand it at the same time. So, you know, all, all thanks to Greg, truly um, good people, you know, good things happen to good people. And so I'm, I'm excited for him and uh, good, good luck uh, at, at, in Wichita. Uh, a few shout outs that I have to give as always. Uh, first one is Brian Heifel and Kevin Alevsky, our Vikings guys. They're so good. Uh, they really, really, really know their team. And it's always, always a blast talking with both of those guys. Um, truly, truly enjoy it. And just, we, we, we always laugh. Uh, some of those things made it into the podcast and some of the things we laughed about did not make it into the podcast. Um, you know, sorry, we, we can't, we can't share all things, um, but we were able to share some of it. 
the next one is if you guys haven't seen it on Twitter, uh, BDR is expanding and we are thrilled about this. Um, me especially, uh, because I was the first member of the BDR crew to connect with this guy. Um, Mike Oosterwick, or as we just call him, Ozzy, um, from Melbourne, Australia, has joined the BDR staff. His first article was so good. Uh, transparency, uh, about the transparency of the Chicago Bears front office. Folks, if you haven't done it, uh, head to uh, beardownreport.com right now. Check it out. And uh, it's, it's just so well-written. I'm really excited about the things. As you're listening to this podcast, his second or even maybe his third article may have dropped. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not going to say anything because uh, we have uh, some, some good stuff coming in. I don't want to ruin it, but keep your eyes peeled. Uh, Mike's a very good writer. He knows his stuff. And I'm just, I'm thrilled. And at some point, we will have him back on the podcast uh, to talk a little bit about, you know, why he decided to start writing for BDR and you know what his kind of vision is for all of that stuff. Uh, so folks, this is, this, is, this is a big deal for us. We're pretty excited. So to have Matt Clapper writing for us, to have uh, Mike writing for us, uh, and obviously, you know, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, myself, um, and of course, Mike Page, our founder, uh, it's exciting. It's really exciting. And this trajectory that we're on right now is all thanks to you. If you are listening to this right now, uh, we cannot thank you enough for all that you've done uh, to support the Bear Down Report podcast. We know there are so many good podcasts, so many good blogs where you guys can get your Bears information and you guys have chosen the Bear Down Report and we cannot thank you enough for that. Truly, truly means a lot to us uh, that you are allowing us to do what we love to do, which is talk about the Chicago Bears. Even though <laughs> it has been... Tricky at times, folks, uh, just wondering the, the direction of this organization. I, I am a fan through and through, um, but it's, it's, it's tough when you, you don't know what they're thinking. Um, you know, and, and after reading Mike's piece, um, it, it really, you know, to, 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 to see his perspective, um, you know, to know that we're not alone in this, that, that we're all just kind of very frustrated as, as Bears fans. And, you know, as I'm talking to Greg, thinking a lot about, you know, how unbelievably fortunate he is. And, and you could tell in his voice, he knows, you know, how lucky he is to be a Green Bay fan and, and their success is incredibly well-earned. It's, it's not just luck. Um, you're jealous. I mean, I, I, I definitely am. I, I, every time I see Aaron Rodgers' face, I just, it makes me nauseous because I know that Somehow, some way, if that guy had made it onto the Chicago Bears roster, maybe we are having entirely different conversations right now, but he is a Green Bay Packer. And so it is what it is. Of course, there's a little bit of jealousy. I don't know that every Bears fan will admit to that, but there definitely is some of that there. Folks, if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. If you really like what you hear, hit us with a five-star review. It really helps to widen our audience. Uh, and as we're, we're growing, we want to try to reach out to more Bears fans. Uh, we would appreciate that greatly. For all of you who are listening, thank you so very much for all you do to support the Bear Down Report podcast and the BearDownReport.com. Appreciate you all. Folks, as always, Bear Down. <laughs>